your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, the Minister for Justice, Simon Harris, says he wants to change the law in order to combat the rise in attacks on Gardaí. And we have been asking Limerick Today listeners about it. No, I think it should all be the same. And why do you say that? Because I don't think it should matter if you're a guard or you're just like a regular punter down, walking down the street. You're harming another human being. The sentencing you should just be for harming another human being. I don't see what making a guard makes your life more important than others. Do you know what I mean? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that the problem is sentencing across the board isn't tough enough, and I don't think the guard should be treated differently from anyone else. I think just tough sentencing across the board. Oh, you think so? Yeah. And what makes you think that? Well, because the guardy, we 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 all give out about the guardy, but at the end of the day, their job is to serve and protect all of us. So if people think they can turn around and just hurt those people who are just trying to keep us safe, what what's going to happen then? They won't they won't be there to protect us anymore. Variety of views there in Limerick yesterday from listeners and uh, Minister Patrick O'Donovan, Minister of State at the Office of Public Works and Finnegale TD in Limerick is on the line. Good morning to you, Minister. Morning, John. Morning to listeners. What would you say to uh, the first two of our listeners there who said, well, it should all be the same, that, you know, if laws are toughened, they should be toughened for all citizens. Do you believe something different? And if so, why? Well, I I can understand uh, the sentiments expressed uh, that, like, uh, an assault is an assault is an assault. But the difference is that when you have a man or a woman um, walking the street unarmed, um, whose job it is, is to protect the rest of us, uh, then that assault needs to be looked at differently. That's the long and the short of it. There was a time that uh, you know it was a capital crime uh, in this country if you if someone murdered a guard, and um, because they're in many cases armed, unarmed um, men and women that are walking the streets. They say whose job it is to keep the peace. That was what they were established 101 years ago, and they've a long tradition in that. Um, but times have changed, and technology has uh, a bit, uh, it's come to the fore, uh, and there are now methodologies to protect the guards that there weren't there a number of years ago. And part of that is sentencing, uh, but part of it is also around technology and um, the application of cameras that will be worn by guards uh, as a method not only to defend themselves, uh, but also to be used in evidence in court uh, in the event that an altercation takes place with a guard, or that the guard witnesses something, <coughs> or that the guard is assaulted. But this is all very important and it's, it's long overdue. Do you believe that it is more dangerous to be a Garda in Ireland in 2023 than ever? Well, I think some of the recent attacks that, that, that have happened, you know, where people have been bitten, spat upon, um, uh, you know, struck. Um, you only need to look north of the border, of course, then to see um, a Detective Inspector Caldwell and what happened to him uh, by people whose motivation is to subvert the whole institutions of the state and, and the application of law north or south of the border. Uh, and, and we know from the very murky past that we've had um, in this country, and particularly in Limerick, I think we know it better than anywhere else, uh, with the murder of Detective Garda Jerry McCabe, Ben O'Sullivan, the way he was left, and of course <clears throat> the murder of Limerick native Seamus Quaid in Wexford as well, um, and what happened there. So, so these are different crimes, uh, and an assault on the guards is an assault on all of us, uh, because these are 
in many cases, young men and women who have families themselves, um, who are out in, in some cases in the dead of night, going out to either um, road traffic collisions uh, or, or call-outs, and many cases uh, are being struck by yahoos and absolute total and utter thugs. And we've seen it, some of the imagery that has circulated on social media. It's just not acceptable. And the crime... Uh, and Minister, do, do you think that what we're seeing now, for example, is more in that category... And to some extent, gangland. That, that that's what's prevalent now. It, it's the ordinary Garda doing his or her daily business where there's a threat of assault or worse. Well, maybe, or maybe it's the advent of social media that's allowing us to actually see it, uh, you know, in different parts of the country live and almost being broadcast live into our phones through the likes of WhatsApp. So maybe it was going on to the same extent, but now we're all seeing it. <clears throat> the reality is, you know, we can't condone it one way or another. Uh, we need these uh, men and women to, to, you know, leave their homes, leave their families, put on a uniform and walk the streets. Uh, and to do that, they, they need to know that the institutions of the state are full square behind them. And the Minister for Justice, um, Simon Harris, has uh, been very clear in what he wants to do, which is to make sure that the people who perpetrate a crime against the guard receive a heavy sentence, but as well as that, that the guards receive the technology that's now available in most police forces around the world to protect them and to protect the communities that they serve by wearing body cams. It's regrettable that some people have have decided, for whatever reason, the, the usual naysayers uh, to come out against this legislation that's needed to be introduced to have cameras worn on guards when you right. see what guards are actually facing. Would you envisage this working on the basis that you know when a guard is on patrol, the body cam is always on? So whether it's yeah. someone approaching them asking for directions or maybe someone approaching them to let them know something that they would like to know but want to do it confidentially or whether they're going into a volatile situation, the camera's yeah. never off. Well, uh, you know, there's going to be strict criteria around the actual use uh, uh, of these because all the data has to be stored by Angarda Shiakana and it's be used in for a purpose that's laid out under the law. Uh, and the guards become uh, data stored themselves uh, in accordance with the laws that are laid down by the Data Protection Commission. However, the most important part of this is these are devices for twofold. First, to protect the community uh, in the sense that these cameras will capture uh, things live uh, and have a feed that maybe the guards themselves didn't see but as well as that it'll protect the guard uh, and you know if we have unarmed men and women who are walking the street for us um, then anything that we can provide them by way of technology to protect them has to be a good thing. Right. We're chatting to Minister Patrick O'Donovan about this proposed legislation on toughening sentencing laws for attacks on members of Angarda Siakana but also the body cam technology. Now um the Oireachtas Justice Committee, your colleagues there, they said Garda body-worn cameras should not use facial recognition technology, even though that is available in the tech now. Well, again, I have an open mind in this because, uh, you know, in my, my estimation, I suppose I've been on your program before, Joe, talking about CCTV and, and the importance of CCTV. Uh, and I think once the data is properly stored uh, and once uh, it's demonstrated by, in this case, it'll be the, the, the Garda Commissioner who would become the data store that it is properly looked after and properly maintained and only used for the purpose uh, for which it's collected, well, then I have an open mind as to the types of technologies that should be able to be availed of. The most important thing... And that would include facial recognition technology as far as you are concerned? I I have an open mind on that because if a serious assault or worse happens to a guard uh, and uh, and, uh, the, uh, the camera collects that information and records it, 
I think the information that's available on that should be allowed to be admissible in evidence uh, to bring a person who has either ca- carried out an assault or worse against a guard to be brought to justice. Right. Uh, the, one of the issues raised is around the possibility of racial profiling and how that's something we would wish to avoid in this country. I think in fairness to the guards, if you look at even uh, their own um, expansion in the last uh, number of years and how they have uh, expanded not only, uh, I suppose, the homogenous Irish-only force into a very diverse force now integrated into the community, part of the community, trying to gain uh, as much knowledge as they can for the areas in which they police. We have a very different uh, police force to most other European countries in the sense that it's community-based and it's it's bottom-up. So I don't see this as being a major issue in Ireland, to be honest about it. What I think that we are used to here is we're used to having familiarity amongst our Garda force uh, that are rooted in the community who become aware of people, not because of their race uh, or not because of um, their address, uh, but because, uh, unfortunately, in many cases, they have become in contact with the law for the wrong reason, regardless of their background. Um, but I think at a young age, um, being familiar with the guards in your local community from the schools right up and getting a good relationship with them is a positive thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, as you mentioned, we're past the centenary of Angarda Siakana now. Do you think it is time to reconsider whether a Garda on the beat should be armed with a firearm of some type? No, I don't, um, because, uh, and I think the Taoiseach has addressed this as well, um, we have, there are units within Angarda Siakana, uh, and I've met several of them, including the ones at Henry Street, that provide armed support and a backup uh, to what is an otherwise unarmed force. It, I think looking at around the world, uh, unfortunately, the prevalence of firearms, particularly in North America, is something that's hugely regrettable and has led to uh, you know, an, an appalling situation where policemen and women are legitimate targets now by virtue of the fact that they themselves carry sidearms. We don't have that um, uh, kind of um, philosophy in this country. We still have a community-based police force at the heart of the community for whom the community feel a strong obligation and need to protect. Uh, And I think while they're unarmed, the vast majority of them backed up by armed detectives and an armed support unit, uh, I think you're getting a, a strong balance in the best of both. Mm. You'd be well aware among many families in your own constituency there'd be a long tradition of recruits mm. from those families to Ungarda Siakana and uh, always seen as a, a worthy career. Do you think that remains the case or do you think that in a lot of homes uh, parents would be saying to young people, you know, there's probably an easier way of making a living? Well, you could say, un- look, unfortunately, you could say that about a lot of um professions at the moment, uh, particularly in the public services, you know, our public servants across a range of areas, whether they're guards, whether they're frontline staff in the HSE, whether they're council workers out um, looking after the roads or Irish water, a lot of people are subjected to an awful lot of abuse and unfortunately... Whether they're politicians? Absolutely and it's not something that is uh, unique to uh, any particular gender in politics and I think it has gotten monumentally worse since COVID. I was only talking about this to somebody last night Unfortunately, the, the, some people feel that they have a, um, a certification now to abuse um, a public servant, be it a, a person that's uh, answering the phone in a, in a county library, uh, someone in a housing office uh, or a local representative. And, you know, I would say without fear of contradiction, it's gotten a lot worse. And across our public services, as a result, it's going to become increasingly more difficult to not only recruit but retain 
um, because the jobs market is so buoyant in Ireland at the moment, competitive salaries in the private sector, where you don't get abuse like you get in the public sector. And that's the reality at the moment. Yeah. Uh, your constituency colleague, uh, Fiona Fáil, TD and Minister of State, Niall Collins, is due to address the doll uh, on uh, some aspects uh, that uh, reached headlines earlier this week. Um, uh, what is your view on that? Uh, and um, do you accept the answers that he's provided so far? Well, look, I've spoken to Niall Collins. Uh, I have a good relationship with him as, as a colleague and as a member of government. And uh, I've spoken to him about this. Uh, and he, he said to me last night that it is his intention to address it all as soon as he has all of the relevant facts around this. Uh, but he believes that he has uh, uh, an ex- a simple explanation that he can give and that he's on the right side of this. I don't have a detail of it. Um, but what I know, I suppose, based on the conversation that we've had is that... Uh, he intends clearing it up as soon as possible and um, hopes to bring the matter to an end. Is it appropriate for him to go before the doll on this, do you believe? Well, look, that's a decision he has made and he has made that decision uh, to, to um, examine the file that Limerick City and County Council have um, and bring the contents of that together with the explanation that he has uh, around his own personal matters, which I think you know we need to bear in mind this is a personal issue to him, uh, but he has be, uh, been prepared to bring that before the doll. And I think you should be given the space to do that. And finally, when would you expect that to happen? Will it be today? I don't know, Joe. Um, but, uh, you know, I know from talking to him, it's his, it's, his, uh, it's his intent to try and do that as quickly as possible to, uh, you know, to, to, to draw the matter to a close and to uh, give the explanation that he feels is warranted. And again, as I say, I don't have the detail in it, but from what I've, from what I've heard from him, he intends to clear up the matter as soon as possible. Minister of State and Fine Gael, Limerick TD, Patrick O'Donovan, thank you for talking to us about those matters. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on Live 95.